0: Dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio. Radio with Frank Gaffney.
1: Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. There are few people whose intelligence I admire more, and who we delight more in sharing with you than that of Doctor Colonel Lawrence Selen, United States Army, retired. He has been a very successful international businessman as well as a medical researcher capping 29 years of service in the United States Army Reserves, including tours of duty in Afghanistan and Iraq. He is one of our go-to guys on a lot of things, including the provenance of the, well, I call it the Chinese Communist Party virus. And it's good to have a chance to get an update from him on that very important story. Lawrence Sellin, welcome back once again to Secure Freedom Radio, sir. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Frank. You have a new, it seems, smoking gun that confirms, I believe, the source of the virus that has afflicted the world for now the better part of two years as the biological warfare program of the Chinese Communist Party. Tell us about your latest revelations and why they are dispositive, as far as you're concerned.
0: Yes, that's right, Frank. Uh, uh, We have uh, discovered, uh, in terms of our research, Uh, about the virus itself, that it it was indeed uh, created in a laboratory because it has characteristics that could not have come from nature. What we've discovered uh, recently uh, is something very interesting in terms of uh, the military doctrine uh, behind uh, the uh, creation of COVID-19 as a bioweapon. Uh, If we can begin in the 1990s. Uh, the uh, Chinese People's Liberation Army looked at coronavirus uh, viruses, which is what COVID-19 is, a- as mainly a-, a veterinary problem in their working dogs. Now that changed significantly with the first uh, SARS pandemic in 2002 and 2004, uh, where the People's Liberation Army of China became uh, intimately involved uh, doing. Perhaps even most of the research and analysis of that first SARS uh, virus first SARS coronavirus and what's interesting about that is uh, uh, first of all they started uh, using uh, biotechnology in in studying the virus uh, but also they started uh, looking at it as a potential bio warfare uh, uh, weapon so uh, During this period of 2002 to 2004, it was followed up in 2005, in particular by a People's Liberation Army medical doctor called uh, Yi Wei Guo, and he wrote a series of articles starting in 2005, and with his colleagues, numerous articles about the military doctrine of using uh, what he calls... Uh, biotechnology weapons, that is, uh, bio-based warfare. So we're starting in 2005, he's following up in 2006, 2010, all the way up to 2018 where he and his colleagues are establishing the military doctrine for using this type of weapon, and he calls them uh, non-lethal biotechnology weapons and uh, for bio-based warfare. And the other interesting thing about it is that uh, he, he, uh, promotes the idea that, that medical doctors, that military medical doctors in China should not just be involved in, in alleviating sickness and injuries, but they should be specifically working on a bio warfare program. So I think, uh, a lot of what has happened, uh, after that is based on this military doctrine that he established both using, uh, biotechnology and the military medical programs in China to develop this this uh, bioweapon, which would be low lethality, highly contagious, and very specific in terms of what targets it, it, it attacked uh, as a biowarfare weapon.
1: Well, it sounds to me as though the so-called COVID-19 fits at least two of those three categories. Um, is it... Your judgment that it is actually um, intended to be more uh, ethnically tailored, shall we say? Or is that simply what we should expect from the biological warfare program of the Chinese going forward?
0: Well, that's certainly part of it. Uh, the original biotechnology weapon that he was talking about, as I said, would would not be based on uh, the traditional uh, bacteriology or destructive bacteria, viruses, or toxic living bodies, which he said came from the natural world and were therefore, you know, difficult control and have irreversible effects. What he was talking about is an engineered uh, bioweapon, in particular viruses, which he described as being, quote, controllable and recoverable. And what he means by recoverable is that China would have sole possession of a vaccine and an antidote for this, and these would be very targeted uh, They are also uh, looking at uh, uh, genetic weapons that uh, uh, affect, uh, uh, you know, other races, for example, or. Uh, vaccines that are protective of only Chinese people. So they are definitely, as part of their program, not just looking at bioengineered viruses, but also potential weapons that that affect people either by race or ethnicity, and also uh, a vaccine program that protects only Chinese people.
1: This is, needless to say, Lawrence Zillin, profoundly alarming. Uh, especially the comment that you made a moment ago, uh, that this doctor was essentially calling for a whole of society kind of approach to building this capability for the Chinese to attack other ethnicities for the purposes of, if not actually destroying them outright, certainly making them very, very ill and devastating their economy, something we've seen. Uh, in spades over the past two years as a result of this um, virus emanating from this biological weapons program if if even a few of the medical doctors of china are not only trying to heal the sick there but also uh, support this Chinese communist Party directed weapons program it's frightening to contemplate the level of effort that's going into it, that's made the worse because of something else that you have been researching. And I think really with profoundly impressive results, namely the extent to which even today the Chinese Communist Party, its medical personnel, its researchers, its scientists, its, well, its People's Liberation Army officers are inside our wire in these research institutions in this country, how could this possibly be at this late date, uh, given everything that you've exposed and and we have reason to understand about the nature of this biological weapons program in China and that it's targeting us very explicitly?
0: Well, uh, this is... Uh, What uh, this Colonel uh, uh, Guo described was really the basis of their biological warfare program when he said that doctors should not just heal, cure people, that they should be involved in developing these weapons. It it actually defines the structure of China's biowarfare program. It has three levels. Uh, The first level is composed of these military medical research institutes and hospitals. Now, layered on top of that are China's uh, universities and so-called uh, civilian research centers like the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And as we know, there's no such thing. There's no difference between civilian and military research in China. It's all uh, one and the same. But it gets to the point that you were making, is that this middle layer of, of Chinese um, universities and and quote, civilian research centers, are really the conduit for the People's Liberation Army to access international skills and knowledge. So starting in the 1990s, uh, uh, China sent its People's Liberation Army scientists and some Chinese Communist Party scientists to the United States. And what had happened was what I called scientific chain migration, is that these PLA scientists, would establish themselves in laboratories in the United States and then start inviting their colleagues such as they've created a critical mass in the United States. Certainly uh, the U.S. viral research program is massively infiltrated by Chinese uh, scientists. and Some of these Chinese scientists became U.S. citizens and are actually working within the Department of Defense Research Centers, working with other Chinese scientists who established themselves in the United States but at the same time Many of these scientists are still working with their colleagues in China, in particular uh, uh, scientists of the People's Liberation Army, which is at the core of their biowarfare program. So we have a massive problem in the United States in terms of of infiltration of Chinese scientists, and they penetrated right into the Department of Defense.
1: I find this inexplicable, Lawrence. Uh, It's bad enough that it happened in the past, and that the inevitable result is that the Chinese have had access to bio defense techniques and information and technologies. Uh, but the idea that it is still taking place with all that we've learned about their biological weapons activities and the use of our funding at the hands of people like Tony Fauci to do the bioengineering in their facilities in China, that if produce this scourge, uh, not only resulting in the loss of life of some 700,000 Americans and incalculable tolls on our society and our economy and our people who have not actually perished, but the the same uh, even to greater degrees uh, elsewhere around the world. How on earth could we possibly justify allowing these people any buddy associated with the chinese communist party or its people's liberation army let alone its biological weapons program to continue to have access to any of our facilities in this country i, I mean are, are you getting any kind of response to your research that would allow you to understand and and uh, any kind of justification that could be given for this
0: so no, absolutely none uh, I, I don't think anyone in the United States government, in particular, the, the the US intelligence agencies are addressing this problem at all, certainly not in the Congress. I haven't seen anything coming out of it. And I can give you just two examples uh, uh, of the, the situation you're describing. Uh, there, there was a uh, a People's Liberation Army a medical doctor who came to the United States in the 1990s. His name is uh, Shibo Zhang. He eventually returned to China as a professor at Fudan University in China. Uh, but he uh, was almost 20 years in the United States and he was funded. Uh, by Anthony Fauci for a total of about 17 million dollars, and he created this huge network in U.S. viral research programs. Now, one of his students, uh, whose name is Lang Yi Du, is is at uh, the uh, New York uh, Blood Center, Lindsay Kimball Institute. Uh, for research, which is where Shibu Zhang established themselves, and she followed him to that research institute in New York City, and is still working there. Her husband is a former high-level official uh, who is deceased now, but it was a high-level uh, PLA officer involved in the biowarfare program, and just last year. Uh, she was funded by Anthony Fauci for a four-year National Institutes of Health grant. There's another individual, is Professor Pei Yong Shi, who was trained in China and came to the United States. He may even be a U.S. citizen now. And he is uh, still working not only with uh, Chinese Communist Party scientists in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but working directly with people in the core of China's biowarfare program, and he's been working on a a, a, a a, more dangerous virus than coronavirus called Zika viruses. And in a, a publication that was published just last year, he acknowledges the help of one of the key members of China. China's his uh, biological warfare program is being involved in the planning and execution of the study, and he that study, and also he has been funded by Anthony Fauci for years.
1: I, I mean, and my still head, is funded. My still head is funded. exploding, and I suspect that of my uh, our audience as well, Lawrence. Uh, this is profoundly troubling information, needless to say, and it seems to me um, we have to do everything we can to uh, call out what's happening specifically with regard to these people. And there's no question in your mind that they are continuing to work with um, report back to otherwise be associated with people inside China's biological warfare program?
0: Yeah, well, I can add a, a, a few other things. First of all, this uh, doctor who I was describing, uh, who's working on Zika virus with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the People's Liberation uh, Bio Warfare program is at the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston. And this is the home of a major Department of Defense virus research program, and he's directly linked to that. There are also these Chinese, Scientists in in uh, the biosensor program at the Department of Defense uh, and, and other uh, such institutions. And if I can add one more thing, there are Chinese scientists who are are working in the United States and uh, and maybe U.S. citizens, in fact, who are who are working with the Chinese Communist Party in terms of the propaganda that is distributed in the United States, in particular uh, the propaganda associated. Associated with the uh, trying to convince Americans that uh, COVID-19 came from nature and was not created in a lab, this one scientist named Shao Lu. Liu Liu at the uh, Ohio State University, and we have um, screenshots of him uh, talking to scientists in China, uh, once with the Bat Lady, Zheng Li Shi, about uh, promoting this type of propaganda in the United States. They're on a private WeChat uh, uh, group uh, where he's talking to uh, or texting with scientists, in China. These are Chinese Communist Party scientists, including the Batwoman, and working with them to advance uh, Chinese propaganda in the United States. So they're actively working as agents of the communist, Chinese Communist Party in the United States as professionals in U.S. universities.
1: Lawrence Sullivan, it seems to me there's an urgent need for congressional oversight hearings into these topics, and I hope that you will be willing to be a witness for them if we could help Uh, inspire them. And um, again, this is against the backdrop. I'll be talking more about this with our next guest, Bill Walton, momentarily. But uh, Mike Flynn, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, one of our great heroes, I believe, uh, badly treated by the Obama team over the years, uh, both before it left office and after, it turns out. But Mike was on with Tucker Carlson yesterday talking about the extent to which we are enabling the Chinese threat to grow, to metastasize, really, um, as a result of its access to our technology. A lot of it purloined, including apparently, allegedly, by a nuclear propulsion engineer in the United States Navy. We'll be hearing more about that in a moment. But Lawrence Sullivan, your revelations about what's going on, not only under our noses, inside our country, but funded by our government, is just unacceptable, and we must... Uh, see if we can't help root this out. Thank you for the work you do on this. Colonel Dr. Lawrence Sellen. thank you for joining us from time to time to update us on it. And we will be definitely working with you on this, hopefully in the days ahead. God bless you, my friend. Next up, Bill Walton.
0: Visit us at facebook.com slash secure freedom with Frank Gaffney.